Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Okay, to look ahead to moving day in the All-County Football League, I'm joined once again by Eddie Halligan. First things first, Eddie, a big mea culpa. We said yesterday that the higher-ranked teams get home advantage for the promotion and relegation semi-finals. Turns out this is not the case. Mm. And I'd love to blame you, but I can't. But <laughs> in my defence, I will say that you thought it was that, that mm. was the other way, and you're involved with, with Dan, obviously. Uh, I was talking to at least one other fella who's who's over a team, and we, we were he was discussing who he wouldn't like to get. So um, there seemed to be a good bit of confusion. I was talking to Rosemary Caffrey from the county board from the fixtures end of it, and uh, she was kind of laughing at it and saying, "Yeah, there seems to be a bit, bit of confusion. The competition regulations have changed." So, yeah, disregard everything we said yesterday about trying to finish higher up the table to get home advantage in the semi final. They're all played at neutral venues unless the teams agree and toss coin or something. Yeah, which I don't think that's not going to happen now, particularly when it comes to promotion. But. Uh... Yeah, I'd love to know why that was changed, uh, Paul. Because um, I thought when you removed the automatic promotion um, from from the leagues, especially Division 2, Division 3, um, the next best thing would be right, try and finish up higher up the league so you can get that home advantage. So as a result, then that reflects in the competitiveness of the fixtures, particularly the business end of the league. But um, yeah, <laughs> it's neutral venue. So um, the teams in third place and fourth place will, be, will probably be happy to hear that. But yeah, I have to be honest, Obviously, it was stipulated in the in the regulations for twenty twenty three through the county board. So, um, they had it in stone at the start of the year. Obviously, we just thought it was the same from last year. I think last year it was home and away, um, in Division Two and Division Three for promotion playoffs. But uh, now it's changed the neutral venue. So, that's the way it goes. I, as I said all along, like there, there's been an awful lot of contortion done to try to to shoehorn the all county leagues into a certain position so so as they can go ahead uh, and the absence or presence of county players won't skew it but I didn't like it all along I think it's gone too far and mm. looking at the table here looking at division two like the, there's a possibility that Tremlaine could end up in the relegation spot on a, on 11 points mm. if Tremlaine were to draw against Bethorbet Tremlaine would end up on a, oh, sorry sorry no I'm wrong Tremaine are already on 11 points Mm. So there's a possibility somebody could end up in the relegation place on 12 points because at the moment yeah. you've got Torbett, Tremlaine and Barry McHugh on 12, 11, 10 mm. points. Tremblay are bottom on one point. Mm. So the team with one point could beat the team with 12 points and stay up. And stay up, yeah. And the team with yeah. 12 goes down. How is that fair? No, it's not fair. And by the way, we're not blaming Drummley or no. uh, like the fairness Drummley, they're playing the system and they're, they're right to do it. But yeah, like I mean, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense, Paul. And I think that if that situation would happen, let's just say that, let's just say 
Balmakeu are home to Sharkock this weekend, and let's just say uh, Drumlane are home to Baltarbet. So Drumlane beat Baltarbet, Balmakeu beat Sharkock. I think Balmakeu and Baltarbet finish on points, and Baltarbet, oh, sorry, Balmakeu will have Baltarbet in head to head. So Baltarbet go into the relegation playoff, and Drumlane will be dangerous. They'll be dangerous in that relegation playoff. And let's just say they beat them, neutral venue. And Baltorba go down to Division 3 on 12 points. Like, I mean, it's... it's, Yeah, I, I think if that did happen, I, I'd i say there'd be a bit of a good bit of a kick-up done next season. And I'd say that change will have to be made because it doesn't reflect the fairness of the competition, in my opinion. I think... I agree. I think it brings the integrity of it into question. And I know mm-hmm. Damien, Damien has argued this point with me before, but I don't know how that, that can be a, a fair system that mm-hmm. a team with, with, with 12 points can get can get dragged into well, it. I don't well, like I, it, though. Well, I was thinking of this, Paul. Like, I mean, my initial thought process over the leagues were the top team in Division 2 and Division 3 get automatically promoted, okay? And the bottom team in Division 1 Division 2 get relegated automatically. So in this case, like, if we look at the league tables now, Arva are in the bottom Division 1 and Drumley in the bottom Division 2. But with a specific mention of Arva, it probably is a bit unfair in Arva to be relegated without their county players because when the Halla... Kieran Brady, um, Tristan Hoffman, and Johnny McCabe are in that side. Arab have already proved in Division One that they they are well able to compete. Yeah, and if the, and and so it is unfair on that regard. To say that okay, you're relegated Division Two when they they are producing players to um to 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 play for Cavan, which is the ultimate dream for players. You know, it's it. <clears throat> I don't blame the county board in, in that way. It it can be it can be. Uh, a no win situation there, but um, I don't know, I don't know what they can do to improve it. I do, I, I will give them credit on one thing, Paul. I do like the idea, um, that say like Division One, Division Two, especially when you have thirteen places, thirteen teams, and you have eight places that are 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 um are of significance. So you have the top four and the bottom four, and what happens is, is that even five games or six games before. Um, the games finish out like say round seven and there's, there's 12 rounds those games are competitive because either team wants to be sucked into the bottom four and either t- either team probably has an outside chance to get into the top four so it reflects on the competitiveness of the league which that I agree with it's good and, and if you're a manager of a team that's what you want that's what you want going into the championship because the championship is like it's only what four or five weeks away like maybe I'll oh, maybe a bit le- more than that but you know that, that's you don't want to be going through it for the, for the sake of it but yeah, look, uh, I, I don't know what the county board can do to to improve in that, but I, I do think, going back to the earlier point, Paul, if, let's just say, it's about Herb and Drumlee in the playoff and Drumlee win that, uh, I just think that's, I think there'll be a lot of questions asked there. Yeah, I think there will be, yeah. I think they probably should have been asked before now because it's mm. it's it's not ideal, but I I don't can't think of a better system. That's the problem. It's mm. I, I've always said it in the last few years that that I think club and county football are almost incompatible. I think the, the all county football league has been greatly denigrated, but that's an argument for another day. It, yeah, we're going to see teams putting their best foot forward this again. So <clears throat> look ahead to the fi- to the fixtures, Damon or Eddie. Sorry, <laughs> that's um, okay, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, start off with Romar Energy, our county football league division one. <laughs> uh, we're not going to go into massive detail in these games, but start off, uh, Lara and Crutchlaw, Damon. Uh, Eddie, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, uh, we have to go with Crutchlaw and uh, that one there. Lara, 
Lara are safe in Division 1, Paul, for the year. So um, they had a great start. Four wins out of four in the opening four games. Um, kind of fallen off a wee bit since. But um, Chris Lock unstoppable, you know, especially after that win on Tuesday night, beating Rammer by 17 points. So go Chris Law for that one. Lacking against Garnet. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with Chris Law as well on that one, by the way. Lacking against Garnet. Um, yeah, well, Garnet need to win this, uh, Paul to get into the semi-finals so um, and also the county players back and um, yeah I have to go get it there although Lacken are on a good run of form they've beaten Killigary and beaten the Gales in the last two games so but no I'll go Ghana here Lacken are highly unlikely to get out of this relegation thing no. I don't no, know not. can they they can get the eight points um, but... actually hold on a minute they can they can oh no they can't no <clears throat> because Killigary and Castoran are playing each other and uh, if you look at the score difference, actually, you know what? You could be on to something there. Yeah, it's. I think if Lacken win and Kiligary and Castlerahan draw, if we go to score difference, they go to Lack- score difference. Lacken would have to probably. So do, win, win they Lacken. do have an? Yeah, they do have to. They do have an outside chance. Yeah, um, but it's slim. Uh, Arva versus Kingscourt in Arva. I'm going to go with Karen as well. Yeah, Arva versus Kingscourt in Arva. Yeah, I actually thought um, Kingscourt only lost twice. In this, in this, um, in this league, um, like I just had this perception that the way record wasn't great, but it's actually, it's actually not as bad as I thought it was. Like they're very good at home, very strong at home. They've lost twice, uh, to, um, Gauna away and Balnia away, <clears throat> and then they've drawn three times. Excuse me, <clears throat> but um, this would be a good test for them because Arva would be a full tilt here. But um, <clears throat> I think Kings go might shade this by a couple of points. Be close, I think this one. Yeah, it's another example of this, I suppose, of of how this league system is not ideal because it's essentially a dead rubber. Mm. Well, I mean, well, maybe Kings were one way into mix to copper fast in their position in the top four, but Arva are going to be in the bottom four anyway, and they're going to have a big game then the week after. Uh, yeah, so... well, you see, if Kings could lose and go to win, go to play Rammer and Kings could play Chris Law in the semi final. So I don't know, would be a, a an effort there to avoid Chris Law? In the semi-final, possibly. So um maybe I know Rammer missed a lot of players the other night. I, I don't think I don't think anything would be No, would maybe be not. Devastated to get Rammer over Crushlaw or, <clears throat> or whatever way it would work. Um okay, so we're both going King's Court in that one. Yeah. Joe Dillon, of course, back playing a bit of ball with King's Court as well. Yeah. So All Ireland, All Ireland Humble Champion, Junior. That's a good help to, to mm. Joe. Uh or to, to King's Court. Kassarahan and Killigary. Yeah, this is a good one. This is a really good one. Um Winner of this stays up. I think so, yeah. Uh, the winner of this goes to nine. Uh, so this is a really good game. Ideal game to get before the championship. Um, I'm going to go with Castleran to win this one, Paul. Um, I was surprised to hear that Connor Smith and Martin Riley were playing the other night against, for Killigary against Ballyhays uh, when Ballyhays beat them there. I think Ballyhays beat them up in Crubany. So I'm going to go with Castleran to win this one. Uh, it's a home game for Castleran. Here's an interesting one. If... If Ballyhays, I I thought that Ballyhays and Ballynia drawing would uh, be good enough for both of them, but it wouldn't be because if Ballyhays and and, and Ballynia drew and Casaran mm. beat Kilgarry as you're predicting, that mm. leaves that leaves uh, Ballyhays and Casaran both on nine, and Casaran yeah. have them on the head to head. Yeah, correct. So yeah. who has the head to head with uh, Kilgarry and Ballyhays? Yeah. Yeah, Ballyhays have it. Ballyhays as well. So Ballyhays are, yeah, so they're going to be hoping for a Killigary win there. Anyhow, but 
it is in their own hands. If, if Valley Hayes win, then they're mm. then they're they're laughing. Same goes for Valley. Yeah, yeah it'd be a good game this one now. Um, mm. Yeah, I might go with Casarahan as well. Actually, <clears throat> you just think that um, Kiligary not convincing at the minute. Not a, no, not convincing. Um, and there's probably an inter- integration process from all the county players to come back into a new setup under Terry Highland. So that's going to take a while. Um, now it's saying I wouldn't be surprised to win this one either. But <clears throat> I just think what when it comes to must win games, Castran have a habit of doing it in the last few years. So that's on that premise. I'm going to go with them. Uh, Rammer against <laughs> Mullahorn. Yeah, Mullahorn and Paul have, a, have an outside chance here of getting into the top four. Um, now a lot has to go their way. Lacken have to beat Gauna and Mullahorn have to beat Rammer by a good few points to get in on a head of score difference because that leaves the Gales, Gauna and Mullerhorn if Mullerhorn were to win all on 14 points and then it goes to score difference. So there is up to play for here. Um, yeah, like Rammer, yeah, I'd love to see what team they had out on Tuesday night um, against Christian yeah, Lott. I heard they were missing 10 or 12. but Jack right. Brady wasn't playing and uh, a lot okay. of important players. Right, are they back for tomorrow night, do you know? I think Jack might have had a chest infection or something like that, so he might be back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't heard a huge amount. Yeah, look, uh, in either case, Rammer are very good at home, Paul. I can't see them not beating Mullerhorn. I'm saying that Mullerhorn have done well since they part away with management there. That's about six games ago, I think. And there's a feel-good vibe around Mullerhorn there. Like That was a brilliant <clears throat> win at under-17 level against uh, Division 1 against uh, Southern Gales. And I think the one the under thirteen. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, the one under thirteen, division one. Yeah, as well, so yeah. yes, yeah, so it's really, really good. And drawing up for curve there, and um, yeah, they'll be primed for this one. But I just think if Rammer have their players back and Rammer being at home, I think Rammer will will win this one. Score difference in those three teams that might end up tied on fourteen is relatively tight too. Gales mm-hmm. are plus seventeen, Garner plus twenty, Mullerhorn plus ten. Mm. Gales is going to stay like that because they have their twelve played. Mm. So Mullerhorn have got to have got to win by. At least eight points yeah. over all the gales. If they win mm. by, if they win by eight points and and Garner lose, it should be an, it should be enough. It should be enough uh, unless unless Garner were to lose by a point or something. So yeah, so that Mullahorn do have a have a, they're relying mm. on other results, but they have a chance. They have a chance, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Rammer though. <clears throat> Damien will be disgusted at tuning in from Australia now. He'll be throwing the phone against the wall. <laughs> uh, okay, what have we then? Bally Hayes and Ballinia. Yeah, uh, Ballyhays are at home here, Paul. I'm right in saying that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Ballyhays have turned the corner. Like the that was a surprise enough defeat when they lost to Lack in there about seven, eight weeks ago. Uh, but since then, I think the two week break probably came at the right time for them. They've turned the corner since they drew the Gales, they beat Mullerhorn, the informed Mullerhorn team. Uh, I know Mullerhorn went down one or two players that for that game, and then they beat Kilgarry last week. So they need to go and complete the job. Like they've they've got themselves in the position where it's in their own hands now, and I think they will beat Balnia this weekend. Um, uh, and that will bring Balnia down into the relegation playoff, depending on the on the outcome of the Kiligary Castrahan game. So, but Balnia going down there with with impetus too. Like you mean, um, when you've Niall McDermott in your forward line, I think you know, that they are capable of beating Ballyhays and Ballyhays. So, but I just think Ballyhays are. They've got momentum behind them, I think, and I think Ballyhays will beat beat, beat Balnia. It'll be close enough, I think. Um, goals might decide this one, but I'm going to go with Ballyhays to win this one. Yeah, funny enough, you say close enough, and then you're tipping Ballyhays because you had a good theory yesterday about Crush Law in tight games, Eddie. But looking mm. at, at Ballyhays, like they've lost by a point to Rammer, 
they lost by a point to Kingscourt, they lost by a point to Lacken, they've mm. drawn with Garnet, they've drawn with the Gales, and they lost by two points to Lara. So that's seven or eight uh, close games, and they've got nothing out of any of them. Yeah, I did think of that. And my reason for that is because they were on a run of defeats and like they were getting closer and closer and they were still losing. But I, I still think the draw against the Gales was probably the one that broke the just broke that 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 run and then to follow that up with a win over Mullerhorn and Ballyhays are not the ultimate confidence team but they're not far off it like I mean, when they get a run at you they are very very strong and very dangerous and very very good forwards up there as well so um and I just think that this is a must win game for them and then again going back to what I was saying earlier on Paul it's an ideal game to get before the championship because this is if they lose this they're in the relegation playoff essentially and like I was saying to you uh, yesterday, you don't want to be playing Arva or Lacken in a relegation playoff. Like, I mean, you know, and and look like put your Division One status in danger. So, the focus here is get the job done here tomorrow night against Balnia. Uh, good test, but I I just think that their forwards and the fact it's home advantage will will just get them over the line. Okay, and obviously Mick Brady as well is playing playing out of his skin there. Yeah, he got Five two days. goals there, two goals there last Friday night and. The David Brady back in there as well. Kevin Tierney's back, and yeah, no, I think I think Bally Hayes will 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 win this one. Okay, Division Two, Eddie. Uh, mm. Big game in Division Two is Jermaine Batorbid. I think the the Stag Hall Classico. <laughs> that, that's a, there's always fireworks at that one. Yeah. Now I initially thought this game was in Baltorbid, but it's now it's in it's in Drumlane, and Drumlane to me, Paul, have a very good home record. And uh, we mentioned yesterday on the podcast that there's teams there in between Division 1, Division 2, Division 3, where their away record wouldn't be great, but their home record is very solid. And Drumlane is one of them teams. Um, and I think I think they will beat Baltorbert. I think Baltorbert got caught in a hop there last weekend um, against Ballon McHugh. I don't think anybody was expecting that. Again, I'm not privy to the team details there, but I think when Drumlane are playing in Milltown, I think they have, they have, they have the, the confidence to beat any team that's down there. Like, I mean, <clears throat> to give evidence to that, I remember Coot Hill were flying, flying there in Division 2 at one point. Jesus, they were beating teams for fun. They went down to Middletown the week after and Drumlane beat them. Drumlane beat them well, I think. You know, do you remember um, the, the Coot Hill was, he, he was a selector or, not, or a, a, a substitute? He just threw the water bottle on the field. When oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so, but that was a good win for Drumlane. So I have confidence in them that they, when they're playing in Middletown, they'll win. And I think that the fad, the, the fact that it's an added bonus that it's about Herbert, uh, will will give them the ultimate motivation. Because again, there's consequences to the feet here, Paul. If they lose, and Bal McHugh beat Sharkock, which I think they will, they're in a relegation playoff, and they don't want to be in that. So I think Drumlane will win this one. I'm going to go with you on that. Although, um, looking at the Batorba team against mm-hmm. Bally McHugh, they do they did have a strong side out against Bally McHugh. Like their main players that you look for to for scores, Ender Henry, Callum McGreevy. Um, Shane Fitzpatrick, who I think is might be the captain of the team, Chops mm-hmm. McConnell there at the back, and Peter Shannon, Mark Lawler, a lot of big names are there. Stewie Dunn came off the bench, mm-hmm. and interestingly, Cormac Dunne who came off the bench, um, who was one of the best young midfielders in the county there for uh, a couple of years ago, up and coming, and he's got a, just had a very bad run of injuries. He's been missing for nearly two seasons, mm-hmm. uh, but he's he's a really good player. Uh, he's coming back, but all that said, gonna have to go with the with the. The Hardy Sons of Dan. Okay. Could yeah. <laughs> Hill and Lavi? That's a good one too. Yeah, it all depends on who Lavi have available, Paul. 
that's essentially it because if Lavi had full tilt here, I would have would have went for would have went for Lavi. In Cahillo. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I would have. I like. I just think that um, I I do like to look at Lavi um at times there, Paul, because they like I I just think that they're. In division and in the championship, there they're, they're they always are very very close against the top teams. Like there's always seen the draw against them or lose by a point or win by a point. But if they're down a couple of players, they would be decimated slightly. Um, saying that, like Cotill, like I I actually thought from yesterday that Cotill would be fairly primed for this one because if they win this one, they've secured home advantage. But that's not that's out the window now. So, um. No, I'm gonna go for Cotill to win this one because they they I think they had a sticky run of form, Paul. Um, there recently they were, they were losing two or three games in the bounce and then they beat Sharkock then last week I'm not sure they had a win as well another win on top of that but but anyway look at um, I'm going to go Cotill to win this one Um, I, I just don't know if Jerry Smith is out and Chris Conroy is out I just can't see Lavi going up there and winning yeah I'd, ha- I'd have to agree maybe Chris will be back but I'd have to agree Lavi could end up dropping out of the top four here but yeah, yeah. it's the fact that Killicare have them on the head to head so That's it. Going to mm. have to go with Good Hill on this one. Uh, mm. Care, speak of the devils against Corner Fan. That's yeah, in, in Killing Care. Another good good game between two teams that are just maybe picking things up at the right time. Yeah, well, picking things up at the right time, you can definitely say that for Corner Fan because, again, I was saying that yesterday, I was on the pod here with Paul or with Damien, sorry, about six, seven weeks ago, and Corner Fan with a really bad run of form. Jeez, they couldn't buy a win. And they drew with Lavi actually, and again that was seen to break the break the run, and then the follow up with two or three wins since. Like they had a good win over Portland Bridge there last weekend, and they seemed to be on a uh, on a good run. Uh, Killing care that was a great win for them against um, against Lavi last week, and has put them in the frame for a chance uh, to get back in Division One. They were relegated from Division One last last year, um, uh, Paul. So Killing care at home, I think you know something to play for. Um, yeah, I, I still I do I do like the look of Corner Fan though. They're playing well. Uh, th- th- I'm gonna go for a draw. And that's yeah. <laughs> Ever evergreen message from you there. <laughs> Looking at Killing Care's form, like they they won the last two, but they, I think they'd lost three in a row before that. Since the Drummond League game, like they lost to Temple Port, they lost to Cahollins, mm. they lost to Viltorbet. Um well, they've picked it up there with wins over Shercock and, and Lavi, but yeah, I'm finding this one hard to call as well. Mm. Um, I can't say I can't say with confidence the Killing Care are going to win that against a team that are in confident mood is, as Conor Fane, despite having something on the line. Because, it, like I mean, they 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 had a great win Killing Care a while back over Drum Lane. Um, like it was a crazy game, high scoring game. Um, but yeah, I just just can't seem to split those two teams now, especially the, the run. The run, run beat, like, I think they're unbeaten in six Conor Fane that <clears throat> since the. Since they lost by a point to Shercock, mm. they they've put together some great results. So the way draw against Lavi, they beat Trumbull um beat Northbride, which was a fantastic win. That's right. Yeah, beat Bailiborough away and, and beat Butler's Bridge. So beat the bridge, yeah. No, nah, yeah. I'd I'd have to go with Corner Fame for the away win here too. Damien is gonna be going mad down in Australia. He'll be looking he'll be looking to join in the Zoom meeting here now. David Donahue has requested to enter the room. I tell you if we tip did we tip against the Gales as well? No, the Gales are not playing. Oh lucky enough, but that might get us off the hook. Yeah. Okay. Uh McHugh and Shercock. Yeah, um 
Sharkog seem to be a bit of a low ebb, uh, Paul. It's a it's a nothing game for them, I think, because they are definitely in a relegation playoff against Baileyborough. I think that's confirmed, uh, regardless of what is the outcome of the other, other remaining games. Balmacue do have something to play for. They they win this, and I think they are they're not a hundred percent out of the um out of the 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 play the relegation playoffs because if they win and let's just say Drumlane beat Belterbit and Templeport and Butlersbridge lose. What you have then, Paul, is you have Butlersbridge, Templeport, Belterbit and Ballamacue all on 12 points. So it goes score difference. Whoever has the least score difference will will take up that fourth place of the relegation playoff. But Ballamacue's score difference isn't great. It's minus 41. Yeah, so the, well, it's still an incentive for them to... Um, it's still an incentive there for them to to win because if Belturba do beat Drumlane, then Drumlane go into that fourth place um, for that relegation okay. playoff. So I'm going to go with Valley McHugh here. Yeah, I have to, have to agree with you there. Valley <laughs> it's in Valley McHugh as well, where, where, they're, where they're strong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bailey and Drumlane. Brady's Arva Limited. Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Yeah. Dead rubber, really. It's a dead rubber, but I, I was actually, Paul, looking at Bailey home results. And to be fair to them, I know they're on a bit of a low ebb, but they have been competitive at home. Um, like the the Cuhullins played them there recently, only bet them be three points. Goodhill played them as well, only bet them be three points. Um, now they are low scoring at home. Um, uh, Bailey Burl, I think they're only averaging around maybe nine, ten points. I think in around that. Now they had a good win over Shercock there recently. Uh, the Druid Drum Lane, you know, so they're they're they're. I think they're good enough at home. I think so. Uh, Drum Lee have been competitive as well. Drum Lee were actually Paul in the last game against Templeport. I think there were two points up with fifteen to play in St. Phelan's Park. There was something like one eight to one six, or maybe it was one eight to one seven. And you know they were they had themselves in a position where they're going to get their first win of the campaign. But Templeport came on strong, and obviously Templeport needed to win that one. So um, look, I think both teams, even though it's a dead rubber, Paul, I said both teams would be desperate for a win ahead of the relegation playoff. So, but I'm going to go with Bailey Bird to win this one uh, because I think they are. Competitive at home, I think they might see this one as an opportunity to get two points here against Drummond Lee. Yeah, I can't, I can't argue with that either. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't oppose you on a lot of these. Eddie, uh, the last couple of games in this division, um, with Drummond and Batorba, we already talked about that one. Butters Bridge mm-hmm. and Upright and Temple Morton, Coo Hollands are the two last games. Yeah, so for the Butters Bridge, not Bright game, I'll have to go with not Bright. Um, it looks like that the Corner Fane game was a bit of a blip. Um, to their season, a very good season. They've won nine out of twelve. Really, really good um uh, return, and they are definitely confirmed. I think for um, I think they're definitely confirmed for um for a promotion playoff against looks like against Goodhill. So I think they will beat uh Butlersbridge. I don't think Cleveland O'Reilly is um playing for the bridge. I think he's away, is he? Yeah, I think he's in America. Yeah, yeah. So like that, there'll be a decimated front there and. 
Yeah, I'm going to go for Knockbry for the way I win here, Paul. Yeah, I, I'll have to agree with you there. Um, yeah. I have, a, I have a soft spot for Knockbry, as everyone knows. I've covered a lot of their games the last few years, and they've been, there's always mm. been drama. Their box office, Knockbry. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, Knockbry for me as well. And the last one was Coo Collins against yeah. uh, Templeport. Yeah, this is a really interesting one because I think Templeport need to win this one. To just to, to going back to what we were saying about Ballon McHugh's game, the, the outcome of it, they don't want to be dragged into points difference, even though their points difference here is minus four. So this, it should be enough to keep them in Division Two. But look, at, it's in their own hands, it, 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 relatively speaking. If they get something out of the Cogolins game, they're safe. Um, but uh, I, I think I think they're okay, to be honest. But look, again, we're playing them in the first round of the championship. It's a tough, tough opener. Repeat of the 2020. Um, junior final so uh, they'll be looking I say they keep their eye on this one against Cahollins looking for a win here and Templeport are decent enough at home as well I think I'm going to go for Templeport to beat Cahollins here Paul I know it's a big call but that I, is I don't a big know. shout yeah it is a big shout but I, I don't know like Cahollins um, Cahollins I'd be I'd be interested to see what way Cahollins would line out against Templeport are they, will the rest players ahead of the the, the, the semi-final playoff is next weekend, the weekend after next, sorry. Uh, so I think it's either Friday or Saturday week. So w- will the rest players, the, 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 they can't be they can't be touched at the top of the, the top of the division. And I think Townport do need to win this one just to make sure everything, that, that they've consolidated the place in Division 2. So, and also the fact that Townport are decent at home. They are decent at home, Paul. They've got decent players down there. So I'm going to side with Townport in this one. The only issue I have is looking at the Tampa 4 team they played against Drummond They were missing, from what I can see, they were missing Dylan Raythorn, uh, Liam um, Galgan, mm. and Owen McCaffrey. Um, that's that's three forwards that, that would make most teams now. Mm. So whether whether those lads are back or not, I'm not sure. But uh, I still think if Cahollins go with all guns blazing for this game, Cahollins are the better team at the minute. Oh, the yard, the yard. I'm going on the premise. I'm trying to be cute here, Paul. I'm going on the premise that Cahollins may rest a couple of players for this one. Um, ahead of the, they don't want to get anybody injured for, which is a a, a huge game now next weekend. Um, whether it's going to be Lavi or Killing Care, they're going to be playing against. Uh, because obviously whoever wins that gets in Division One, and Cahollins, to be fair, them 21 points out of a possible 24. Great return, fantastic return there for them. Okay. Going into Division Three, then, um, then aren't playing, which is good for our purposes here. Then got a got a walk over from Mahra, uh, and but, you know, we're we're supposed to play Gilalan. That's what we're we're supposed to play Mahra Tuesday night, and we got the walk over, and we're supposed to play Gilalan tomorrow night, and we got the walk over there. So that's yeah, all, that's that's dis- dis- disappointing. Not ideal for you lads. No, no, definitely not. But um, still, a lot of big games stand for decision here, Paul, in this league. It's a solid play for, especially that last fourth spot. With Sarah Killen's wrong, Eddie, because that, to me, I think is the biggest game because mm. it's it's one of the biggest derbies in this division and it just so happens that they're, they're level on points. Killer sitting in fourth, Drummer sitting in fifth, but it's only score difference separating them and now they, mm. they meet this again and the winner of that game is going to go into the, the promotion playoff. So, how do you see that going? I'd love to be down in this game, Paul. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I think this will be a great game. I I have a feeling Drung is going to win this one. Um, I think the record. I don't know. I must. I should have looked back at the previous results between Kill and Drung. I don't know. Um, I know the last time they played was in the junior 
championship 2021 and uh, that's as far as back I can remember I know they probably played last year as well um, my only concern I have for Kill Paul is they're fairly inconsistent they're they're good but they're inconsistent um, great win last weekend against Red Hills but that was on the back of uh, losing to Swan Lombard at home they got a tidy beating up against Mount Nugent and drew a Kilishandra where Drung I thought they they've been slowly but surely creeping up the 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 league rankings unnoticed. Like they had a very good win over Munch Connacht last weekend. And Munch Connacht missed the penalty in injury time. Um, I'm I'm just not a hundred percent certain on that, but I think it was a missed penalty anyway for Munch Connacht. Munch Connacht had a win that that would have put Drung out. Um, and then that was in the back of Drung hammering Red Hills. They got six goals against um mm. against uh, Red Hills in Max McGrath Park. So I just have a sneaky suspicion here that this game is set up for a Drung win. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to go for Drung, Paul. I'm going to go for Drung. I think that this game will suit Drung, a local derby in Rathluden Park, you know, because they are a spirited bunch down there, let me tell you, in Bono. They're a very spirited bunch. I know they're, they're without Cale and O'Reilly, and they're, and they're definitely without with, um, Tiernan and O'Reilly for the year. I think he'd done the cruciate. But I still think Drung will find a way to get, get into the top four here. So I'm going to go with them. I'm going to pose you on this one, Eddie. I think Kill are an improved team. Um, they they are inconsistent. Like they've they've managed to lose four games out of eleven, mm. uh, which is which is not good when you're sitting there in fourth. But I think they have improved, and I think that they're just about have enough at home. If the game is in Beno, might might change my my uh, prediction on that. But I'm going to go with that one. Uh, mm. Okay, at least with a bit of variation here. Division three: <coughs> Jum and Kilachandra. It has to be Drumgoon, surely. It ha- yeah, it has to be Drumgoon. Although Kilishandra, um, I think they've won their last, they've been beaten in the last four, I think. Uh, they beat Shannon Gales, they beat, uh, obviously they beat Mahara and they beat Carla and they drew with Kill. Um, so they're on momentum and they're getting players back, as far as I know. Uh, and they'll be, they'll be dangerous enough out for Paul if they got their, got their ducks in a row for the junior championship. Like no team, like, they won't be underestimated, I'll put it that with you. And if Tomas O'Reilly, I think, is back, um, like he's a good, very good player and important at Kilishandra side. Um, but saying all that, if this game was in Kilishandra, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Kilishandra had beaten Drumgoon. But the fact is, in Drumgoon, in Boyle Park, Drumgoon are very good down there, especially when they're the full team. And again, if they win, they're more likely to play either against Kill or Drum in in uh, playoffs. So I'll have to go with Drumgoon for this one. Yeah, Drumgoon for me as well, and I want it. Um... Okay, next up in this division is Corla and Swad. I think that's tonight. That's tonight, yeah. yeah that's tonight yeah. in, in um, Corla. That'll that'll be a great derby. Um oh god, yeah. Like I mean Corla <clears throat> Corla beat Swad last year in the championship. Mm. Do you remember that? Three of us predicted Corla and <laughs> caused a bit of a stir and then we were right, thank God. <laughs> but um yeah, Corla Corla had a brilliant win, Paul. There are two points came from that win over against Kill. Uh, in in down in Carla and they've kind of struggled since. Um, like Mahara beat them as well. Uh, Kildallan beat them. And Swan and Bar have improved. You know, but like they compared to last year, they seemed to bottom out last year. But they have improved. They've a very good forward inside in Rory Corn, and um, they've they've a half back there that's, that's back playing with them. I think it's Damien Ledden. I think his name is. Yeah. He's a good player. Um, and they've another lad inside. Corner forward. I think I think his name is Keen McGovern. Maybe you. Oh yeah, Keen McGovern. Yeah, I remember, I remember him playing underage. 
Yeah, good footballer. Yeah, he's fantastic. Good player. Yeah, great yeah, player. good. Great good football. Ball. So I think Swanabar will probably uh, will want to finish on a high here. They, they lost to Shannon Gales last week, which effectively put them out of the running for a promotion playoffs uh, place. But I do think that they'll want to finish Division Three on a high, and the local derby against Corla will whet the appetite there, especially in Corla. And I think Shannon Gales, or sorry, Swanabar will win this one. I'd have to agree. Like if you look at Corla's results. Mm. It seems that things have fizzled out after. Uh, probably, I would imagine they were highly motivated at the start of the year, and they were coming, they were coming in off a season where they they had several wins last year and really had had a uh, right to the ship. But this year, like they'll be disappointed. Things have fizzled out as it's gone on. Mm. Heavy enough loss to then, and then that loss to Kildallan would have would have been a sore one. They'd have been targeting that game. So, I think Swatter are in a better place at the minute. So I have to agree <laughs> with you on that one. Um, okay. Uh, Mara against Mar Nugent. It's got to be Mar Nugent for me. Ah, yeah, yeah it's Mar Nugent. Yeah, Mar Nugent. Look at Paul. Mar Nugent are unstoppable uh, in the last six, seven games. Um, like they, they've just scoring goals for fun. Uh, I think they're averaging three goals a game. Like I mean, you're saying yesterday the points difference of plus a hundred. Like I mean, that's that's that. The way you can see the hundred thirteen points. Like I mean, which is which is very very good. Um. Yeah, like I mentioned with Declan Beard yesterday, like I mean, they've they bought in under Declan there, and and they're, you know, they they they've improved immensely, and um, look, they, they should beat Mahara. It's it's in Mahara, isn't it? Um, but regardless, of it where it's in Mahara or Manugent, Manugent will win this one. Yeah, seventeen points from eleven games. It's, it's a good going there. They've only been beaten twice, and they are in good form, and they're they're free scoring as you say. I see. I just actually saw online this morning that Ben Bronton won the Old Castle five k. So. Uh, yeah, and those so you've lads like that, that Ben and Ned and lads like that, they're, they're proper athletes, like bring great lungs to the team, and then you've got scoring forwards. That That's it. Every mm-hmm. every week, Adam Reed seems to be scoring goals. With Kieran Caffrey back there as well. And, well, see, they, they complement each other very well, very very well. Like the two Bruntons are a handful. Let me tell you, and Adam Rehill's a handful. Jeez, when you get him, when he wheels up that left foot, he's very accurate. And then Kieran Caffrey as well is is a good footballer. I think Kieran Caffrey kicked ten points in one of the games, I don't know what yeah. game it was. Oh, I well believe it, he's a lovely player. And then you have David yeah. Sheridan there, who brings a lot of experience. And experience, and then Josh O'Reilly, sense. Josh O'Reilly as well, Um, he's there in, in the back line, a good player. He's always maybe the man that has to man mark um, the opposition's best players, good good footballer. And then they've Jonathan Givney back in goals as well. I don't think Jonathan played last year. So like, I mean, they, 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 they are primed, my agent, they are primed. Like I was saying to yesterday, I don't know when was the last time they were in Division 2, I don't know when was the last time they have got themselves in a position like this where they're going really, really well ahead of a playoff. Um, so they'll be dangerous. There's no question about it. I think it's it's 30 years since my have won a championship. I, I think I'm right in saying that they won a junior championship in the early 90s. And we haven't seen... Um, I'll have a look at that here now. Yeah, they won it in, in 92. So it's 31 years since my Nugent have won a championship. They're they're overdue to win a, to win a junior championship. Really? Yeah. Well. Yeah. And it wouldn't be it would it wouldn't be the biggest shock in history if, if Manugent won that junior championship this year. Everyone has been calling it a two horse race from the world goal, but Manugent have emerged as as the best of the rest, I think, so far. Yeah, to have like the, the I've covered them a few times, Paul, when doing work for you in the South there, and I've always come away at times just flummoxed about <laughs> about my Nugent. I remember last year I covered them against Red Hills and they were brilliant in the first half. 
like they scored one nine and Red Hills came on strong, the held firm and and it was like when they score a brilliant point, they'll score about ten of them. Like they're they're just such a really accurate free flow, and that's what I'm saying about yes earlier, uh, in this preview that the two Bruntons complement the scoring forwards that they have. You know, like and then again, strong. Then last year, now they were in the quarter. They were in the quarterfinal last year in Ballyhays. They were playing Drung and Ballyhays. Strong needed to win that one, lost it. But as a result, then they they were faced with Drum Lane in the in the quarterfinal and shipped the. A heavy beating in that game, but I think my Nugent were down a few players for that quarter final as well. So look at uh, it goes back to that buy in. I said they have a big buy in there with 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 Declan Declan Beard, and they'll be quietly fancying their chances. Whether it's uh, us or Drumgoon in in the in the playoff, they'll be they'll have the belief and confidence to know that they can. The fact it's in a neutral venue as well, Paul. Um, yeah. that they'll they'll have belief and confidence that they can uh, cause an upset and get into Division Two. Uh, okay, um, Shannon Gales against Red Hills. Yeah, like it's Shannon Gales. Shannon Gales beat us, Paul, about six weeks ago, seven weeks ago. Fully deserved in cross skis. They were brilliant that day. Like they just came focused, primed, and every man delivered their job. Did but since then they haven't really kicked on. And I'd say they're kicking themselves that they're probably not in fourth place because there was a couple of results that they let slip. Like early on in the year, there were eight points up against Strong in Bono, uh, Paul, and lost me a point. Like that was a bad defeat. Um, they lost to Kilishanra there recently. They probably would have had their eye on that one to get two points there. Um, I think Shane Walsh, who's full forward for Shannon Gales, uh, he's gone to America and he's a big loss to them. Big, big line. I know, I know they have Quaid McGovern in there, but Shane Walsh is a good footballer, let me tell you. Very accurate, very pacey inside. And uh, um, he if he, they have him back for the championship, Sean Gales will be dangerous enough for that junior championship. But anyway, they still have an outside chance, Paul, of getting into the top four because if Kill and Drong draw and Shannon Gales beat Red Hills by a considerable margin, Shannon Gales could sneak that top four. So there is yeah. something to play for here. And the fact that Nevin O'Donnell back and of Jason McLaughlin back, um, um you know, I, I would I would I would go to go for them to beat Red Hills in, in Black Lion. In Black I think Lion, Red Hill, yeah. that's key as I, well. I think Red Hills stuff I'd say was knocked out of them when they lost that game to kill last week, especially in such a close game. Even they had a draw to Sylvan in the hunt. But um uh no, I'm gonna go for uh Shannon Gales here to win this one. Okay, that's all the Division 3 games um, covered, Eddie. Um, I don't think we've any other business to discuss. No, that's it. Thanks a million for taking the time to join us. We're, we're looking forward to the games over the weekend and we might catch up with you next week, Eddie, to, to look back. We'll be looking ahead to league finals, I presume, for next week as well. So things are mm. starting to heat up. Definitely. Dead on, Paul. Thanks a million. Thanks a million.